Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 11 to 1 on LMFM. L-M-F-M. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Good morning. Hope you're doing well this Tuesday morning. WhatsApp and text lines are open 0861800658. Let's get started with Brian Adams. Love that one. Brian Adams, everything I do, kicking us off this Tuesday morning. Sinead Brazel here with you. It is a glorious sunny Tuesday morning. It is the 1st of March and for many reasons I'm feeling cheerful this morning because I do love this time of year. You know, the evenings are getting longer. It's a grand stretch. Yeah. Clock's going forward in a few weeks time. We have St. Patrick's Day and an extra day off to look forward to with that. And today is Pancake Tuesday. It is one of my favourite days of the year. Great excuse to eat as many pancakes as you like. Eat as much chocolate as well before you start being good before Easter. So lots of reasons to be uh, uh, cheerful and joyful today. Getting a nice message coming in from Sean McCree on 086 1800 658, just as the news was on there. He says... Hello LMFM. I haven't been listening recently, but I will be today. Beautiful weather as our swim group, the Wave Warriors, what a great name for a swim group as well. The Wave Warriors tested the cold waters off Town again. He says, what I love about the beach is how we meet so many pleasant people locally moved in from abroad, including the far side, he says. Uh, we met a Russian uh, called Oleg this morning and had a picture taken together. Dreadful situation what Russia's president is doing to Ukraine and may peace please God come in time as people meet each other and listen and talk and settle for peace together. May our diverse Eastern European community or diaspora in Leyten and Drogheda and throughout our country be encouraged by our sharing of home and all are welcome of course who love peace also. God bless us Sean. Sean what a lovely message and he sent me a beautiful image of the beach in its stunning glory in the gorgeous blue sky and blue water that looks really really cold but fair play to you and the lovely sunny day thank you so much for that sentiment and I, I do believe that a lot of people in Ireland share that sentiment and please God we will be hopefully reporting on better times to come in the meantime if people know of things that are happening locally to help the people in Ukraine please get in touch with us here we would love to spread the word about that 086 1800 658 I was chatting to Isabel San Roma yesterday in, uh, she popped in to see me, which was lovely to be able to have people come in and see me here. 
And people will know Isabel around this neck of the woods because she is very supportive. Well, she's just one of these people who has a heart of gold, first of all. But she has been supporting the um, work of A.D. Roach and Chernobyl for so many years. And every year, Natasha, her, you know, daughter, really, I would say, you know, her, her daughter that she brings over from Chernobyl every single year. Um, she was telling me that she hasn't seen her in two years, which is just devastating. It really is because of COVID and now the situation that's happening in between Ukraine and Russia. It's just she's very upset about what's happening. She's not sure what's going to happen now in Chernobyl. And what does she do? What does this woman do? She reaches out and she helps. And she got in touch with me and she said, Sinead, I'm going to do a big collection here in Drogheda. Can you spread the word when I have things set up? And I said, of course, of course I will do this for you. And she did get upset because um, of everything. You know, she's just had such a difficult time, you know, a difficult battle constantly when it comes to Natasha and trying to take her to Ireland for holidays and... um, at Christmas time and things like that she comes over normally but this has been so so hard on her but she is a wonderful wonderful person and I told her when that is up and running I'll let you know all about it it'll be a big collection that'll be happening in Drogheda for people who want to help Aoife Bradley yesterday who was talking to me about the Women Who Wow event saw on her Instagram she was doing a big collection at her studio as well there in Navin so many people helping locally delighted to spread the word about that if you have any details of people who you know in your area who are collecting and you'd like us to spread the word please get in touch 086 1800 658 you light the skies up above me. There's Take That, Rule the World. Lots of messages coming in. Thank you so much on 086-1800-658. There is a collection for the Ukrainians in RD at the flower shop opposite Lidl in RD and McMahon's Cafe in Kings Court, 10am to 6 every day this week. So the usual things, you know, the non-perishables, make sure there's, you know, ring pulls on the cans if you're donating cans. Things like rice, lots of things like sanitary products, um, nappies, Uh, baby formula that kind of thing are going to be in dire need blankets towels anything kind of in terms of you know keeping children entertained colouring books uh, teddy bears that kind of thing is all very much needed so uh, at the flower shop opposite Lidl in RD and also McMahon's Cafe in Kings Court as well PJ has been on recent winner on LMFM he says I'd like to thank um, myself and LMFM for the tickets to the story of the Dubliners in the TLT it was a fabulous show greatly appreciated PJ delighted that you enjoyed it and it is a great show if people want to see it it is fantastic they are touring all around the place they are uh, very very good thank you delighted that you enjoyed that now there's a special fundraiser this morning for the Gary Kelly Centre uh, it's happening in the D Hotel it's happening now until midday okay so it was started off at 10 this morning it's happening till midday you can go along and enjoy a delicious pancake with tea or coffee for just a fiver and all proceeds going to the great work that the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre are doing so that's happening this morning in the D Hotel it is Pancake Tuesday we're going to be talking about pancakes on the show I want to know how do you like to eat yours? It's kind of like the cream egg, isn't it? Um, do you like them thin? Do you like them fat? Do you like them with lemon, sugar? Do you like them with loads of chocolate and spread on them? Have you had the pancakes already? Get in touch with me. 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM.
So it is Pancake Tuesday or Shrove Tuesday today and everybody has a preference, don't they, for what way they like the pancakes. Whether it's thin, whether it's a slightly thick one, whether you just go for the simple bit of butter and sugar or lemon on it or whether you sort of go all out and do crepes with chocolate sauce or Nutella. It is the greatest day ever just to indulge, isn't it? But there are some things that always happen on Pancake Tuesday, I find. Number one. There's always a mad dash, isn't there, to buy the ingredients? Today, in my case, I've forgotten the eggs. Of course I have, so I'm going to have to pick them up on the way home. Last year, it was lemons that I forgot. It's inevitable you're going to forget something when it comes to the ingredients. Number two. This is my pet peeve now. Too many cooks, isn't there? You know, people always around to cook and help out on Pancake Tuesday. Any other day of the week, you're sweating over pots and pans and chopping and dicing and there's not a soul to be found. As soon as Pancake Tuesday comes around, oh yeah, everyone's a helper. And they're helping wrong. They are. Number three, you'll make a disaster of the first pancake. It won't be cooked enough. It will be burned It's inevitable. Don't worry. It's the pressure of everyone standing around looking at you with their mouths hanging open for the pancakes. Number four, there will be a fight. He got more than me. I want to get the first one. He took all the chocolate sauce. It's going to happen. Okay. Number five, and this is kind of more so I'm going to say for the men, okay, predominantly, you will show off your flipping skills. Normally dads do this and you will be left with a pancake on the ceiling, on the floor or on your face. Again, that's inevitable, but we love you for trying. (laughs) Number six, you will waddle from the table, stuffed to the brim with delicious pancake goodness and pass out on the couch. These are things that happen every single Pancake Tuesday. Our song, we are talking about pancakes. How do you like to eat yours? Well, lots of people getting in touch on 086-1800-658. Sinead, I'm in stitches here. My hubby always ends up making a bags of the pancakes. I always leave the last one for him to flip so he doesn't ruin them all, says Sophie. Yes. Uh, look, it has to, you have to a bit of crack with it. I will say that I'm an absolute chicken when it comes to trying to, I'm not going to flip it like that, you know, with no uh, fish slice or spatula or anything in hand. I'm not doing the flippy thing that the chefs do that looks really impressive. It's not happening with me. It will end up God only knows where. So I'm doing it the careful way. That's <laughs> that's me. But uh, fair play, Sophie. Thank you for that one. Um, lo- having some in work at the moment, lots of people doing free ones in Dublin. Lemon and sugar all the way you can keep your fancy stuff says Darren free pancakes yeah there are a couple of different um, restaurants and cafes around Dublin I do know that are handing out free pancakes today wondering are there any cafes and restaurants around the northeast doing that let me know and I'll give them a shout out as well on 086 658 Mark has sent me on uh, he sent actually this on last week it's his um he says it's his pancake sauce recipe to die for. Two ounces of lemon juice, two ounces of caster sugar and two ounces of butter. Heat the mixture slowly till it's all liquid. This amount should serve a family and he says it's just really amazing. You won't be disappointed. So I'm trying that one. Definitely trying that one tonight. This is very fancy now and this sounds lovely. Uh, pancake, favourite pancake filler in our house is stewed apple with custard. So put the stewed apple in the middle and probably drizzle the custard all over. Really nice. Keep your pancake recipes and toppings and suggestions coming in. 086 1800 658. That way.
Oh, we love a bit of 90s nostalgia. Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. <laughs> I don't think you'll want your pancakes this way now. This is coming in from Katie. Bit of a pancake disaster story here. Sinead, one year my dad made us pancakes. My mum was quite ill at the time. Well, talk about disaster. He made us sweet scrambled eggs, essentially. <laughs> we still laugh about them today. God love them, says Katie. I can understand, yeah, the mixture. He mustn't have gotten the consistency or something right. I don't know what happened there. Sweet scrambled eggs. Another disaster for you. This is Debbie. One year was in a rush, completely forgot to add eggs into the mixture. Couldn't understand why they were pure white and stodgy. Says Debbie. Oh, do you know what it is? Because it's annoying enough, isn't it? Making the batter and having it all ready to go. And then when it hits the pan and things aren't turning out as you expect and you have to do the whole thing again. Not good. Not good. You need to kind of be in the humour I think for pancake making you need to sort of have the full preparation ready to go you really do keep them coming in to me Sandra says uh, well Sinead I love baking bake most days but I hate having to make the pancakes can't stand the smell or the look of them but still have to make them so Sandra oh Sandra I think you might be the only one are you that doesn't like pancakes my god today must be absolutely torture for you Um. Free pancakes, by the way, for people in Dundalk. Coffee Time, Park Street, Dundalk is giving out free pancakes. That's coming in on a message here from Breege. Thank you so much, Breege. Uh, she says uh, Stevie McMullen is the fella that's in Coffee Time, Park uh, Street, in Dundalk. So if you fancy a free park, uh, pancake, you can get them there. If there's any other ca- coffee shops in the northeast or cafes doing that, let us know on 086 658. Going to take a quick break and we're back discussing um, community employment scheme with Fiona Conroy from Navin Citizens Information. 11 to 1 on LMFM. It's time to return to our regular Citizens Advice feature and this week we are joined by Fiona Conroy from the Navin branch of Citizens Information. She's going to be discussing community employment scheme with us. How are you doing Fiona? I'm very well, thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Uh, Great to have you. Any pancakes eaten just yet or...? Oh, no, no, no. But maybe later. <laughs> yes, later on. I'm the same. Leave them all till the evening and just sort of indulge in them in one go. Um, but you're going to chat to us about the Community Employment Scheme, which I am a little bit familiar with this. Uh, but do talk us through this. Well, I thought it would be a good idea because, you know, restrictions have loosened now. More and more people will be trying to get back into work. And so this just might be another option for people who have been on you know, social welfare for the last couple of years as a result of COVID. So the Community Employment Programme, which is more commonly known as the CE scheme, it is designed to help people who are on long-term unemployment or otherwise disadvantaged to get back to work by offering part-time and temporary placements and jobs based within the local community. If if you're already on a CE scheme and you're due to exit the scheme, then your contract was extended as part of covid emergency support measures, excuse me. It will now be further extended until the 8th of April 2022. So, are you eligible for the scheme? Well, if you're aged between 21 and 55 years, in general, you must be unemployed. You must also be getting any combination of the following payments for at least 12 months. Job seekers benefit, job seekers allowance, job seekers transitional payment, one parent family payment, deserted wives benefit, widows, widowers or so surviving civil partners contributory pension, widows, widowers or surviving civil partners non-contributory pension or farm assist. If you are aged 21 and over and are getting job seekers benefit or job seekers allowance, 
you can have worked up to 30 days in the 12 months before starting the CE scheme and still be eligible for the scheme. There are other schemes that count towards the qualifying period. That would be time spent on the pandemic unemployment payment. So if you're on PUP, it does count towards the CE qualifying period. You just have to establish your entitlement to a qualifying social welfare payment before you start on CE. If you are getting basic supplementary welfare allowance or SWA before getting one of the payments listed above, the time on SWA can also count towards the qualifying period for community employment. A carer's allowance also counts towards the eligibility period. Time spent on a CE qualifying disability-related payment can also count towards the eligibility period. Time spent on a recognised training course such as SULIS or ETB or VTAS course, youth reach, or if you're in prison, may count as part of the qualifying period. People on Job Path Programme and a two scheme are also eligible for CE. Generally, time spent on gateway rural social schemes, springboard or getting back to education lands will not count towards the eligibility period. There are some exceptions, so I would say contact your local office to find out. Time spent as qualified adult dependent on another person's claim does not count towards eligibility. So if you wanted to try and get onto a scheme like this, then you would have to establish entitlement in your own name first. So if you are age 55 years and over, you must be getting a qualifying social welfare payment for 12 months. You can stay on CE for a maximum of three consecutive years, and it may be possible to re-qualify for CE for another 12 months on a qualifying payment. If you are age 60 years and over, CE participants age 60 years who meet the, or over, who meet the eligibility requirements may stay continuously on CE up to the age at which they qualify for state pension, providing there are places available. And there are other ways to qualify for CE. So, for example, if you do not qualify for CE under the eligibility criteria for your age group, you may still be eligible for the scheme if you are aged 18 years and over and you're getting disability allowance, blind pension or invalidity pension, or getting illness benefit for at least six months, or you're a member of the traveller community, unemployed, and getting job seekers benefit or job seekers allowance for any length of time or one parent family payment for at least one year. Or you're a person with refugee status and getting any DSP payment for any length of time or referred following an appropriate assessment according to National Drugs Rehabilitation Framework Protocols. Or if you're an ex-offender who has been referred by the probation service or a designated service, or you're an ex-offender not referred by a designated service who has been getting job seekers lands or job seekers benefit for 12 months. Or you're living on one of the offshore islands and currently getting a CE qualifying payment for six months or more. So how long can you stay on the CE scheme? Well, if you're aged between 21 and 55, your CE placement generally lasts for one year. However, if you're working towards a major education award, your CE placement can be extended by up to two years to complete this award. If you are aged 55 or over, you can stay on CE for three consecutive years. If you are aged 60 years and over and meet the eligibility requirements, you can stay continuously until you reach your state pension age. The maximum amount of time you can spend on a CE scheme over your lifetime is six years. Uh, It's seven if you are getting a disability-linked social welfare payment. So you must work for 19 and a half hours per week, excluding breaks, for your sponsor to be eligible for a grant towards the cost of wages. 
Your sponsor may agree with the DSP to arrange your work hours differently, for example, 39 hours every second week or 19 and a half hours every week in combinations of full or half days or two and a half days per week. You will be paid weekly by your sponsor and you have certain statutory employment rights, including annual leave, public holidays, maternity leave and a written statement of your terms and conditions of employment. You are entitled to a maximum of 56 hours of medically certified sick leave in a 52-week period, that's seven full days, and the DSP provides the sponsor with a support grant towards the payment of sick leave. In general, there is no payment for uncertified sick leave. However, in certain cases, the DSP officer may allow a maximum of two uncertified days, which is eight hours, in any 12-month period. CE participants pay PSI at a class A8 or A9, which counts as a full class A contribution, which is really good because that means it counts towards your state pension when you eventually retire. And if your CE payment is less than €352 a week, you do not pay any employee contribution. If your CE payment is over €352 a week, you pay an employee PSI contribution. So funding is not li- provided for CE participants who have reached a qualifying state uh, age Sorry for a state pension. Um, you will get training as part of your CE scheme to help improve your ability to get a job when the scheme is over. Everyone on a CE scheme must have an individual learning plan where training is identified and you must be allowed to join in any approved training that has been identified on your individual learner plan. If you get a place on a CE scheme and your spouse or partner is claiming job seekers allowance, disability allowance or pharmacist in their own right, they can claim an increase for a qualified adult on their job seekers allowance DA or pharmacist. Your income from the CE scheme as a single person is then assessed as insurable employment against their payment. You will keep your medical card when you're on a CE. You will keep your entitlement to any extra benefits you are getting immediately before going on to CE, provided you continue to satisfy the conditions of these benefits. And since January this year, the minimum weekly payment for new participants based on the 19 and a half hours worked is €230.50. If the actual social welfare payment, including dependents, you are getting was 208 a week or less, then you will get the maximum CE weekly rate of 230.50. If your actual weekly social welfare payment, including dependents, was 208 euro or more, then you will get the same rate as your social welfare payment plus 22.50. If you have any additional income, for example, from part-time work, it will not affect your CE payment. However, the rules on change of circumstances that apply to your original social welfare payment also apply to your CE payment. So, for example, if your qualified adult gets a job, their income will be assessed as means and your CE payment may be reduced. However, your CE payment cannot be reduced below the current minimum rate of €230.50. But to avoid any possible overpayments, if there is any change in your circumstances, you should just immediately contact your CE supervisor and your local Department of Social Protection Community Development officer responsible for your scheme. Now, if you are on a CE scheme and your spouse or partner gets a place on a CE scheme as well, you will each get a single rate of CE payment together with half of the increases for a qualified child for any dependent children. And if you want to participate in a community employment scheme, you must register at your local intro centre or your social welfare branch office. 
And that's it for yeah. this week. There's yeah, lots, lots of, of lots information. Of, <laughs> lots of information. And there are, you know, for people that have been out of work for a while, this is a nice way to kind of, you know, ease your way back into employment again. See, is a particular area right for you? Also, I'd imagine as well, Fiona, people that have been on job uh, uh, community employment schemes perhaps have then been hired by the employer down the line. It does happen and yeah. we, have, we do actually have some managers who started off like that in Citizens Information. So it's definitely a step um, in the right direction and they're all fee tech accredited courses. Very good. So um, definitely benefit you. And a lot of people, you know, might have been doing jobs for a long period of time would like to try something different. Yeah. And it's a good opportunity to do that and a good opportunity to get some training. Yes. Know, if that's the area you want to go in. So and uh, they're local. Exactly, this is it, they're local. And what about the employer who might be listening in uh, in terms of them, you know, signing up to do this, to to take on people on a CE scheme? Again, do they go to the Social Welfare Office for more information or yourselves? Yeah, they can come to ourselves or they can go into Social Welfare, absolutely. But uh, they're usually community-based employers, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, if anybody's interested, definitely get on to the local Social Welfare Office. Fantastic. Fiona, as always, thank you so much for all of that information. Enjoy the pancakes later on. Oh, I will. <laughs> you <laughs> too. Thank you. Bye. ie. if you want more information about anything that Fiona discussed there. If you have any questions at all, you can find lots of information and details there of your local branch. Going to take a quick break and I'm back with a controversial message coming in on 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFS. We are talking about pancakes. It is Pancake Tuesday. People are getting in touch with their favourite fillings and, how, you know, how they like their pancakes, essentially, on 086-1800-658. And in between all of the lovely recipes, I'm getting this. It's coming in from Colm, child of the 80s, he says. Sinead, I'm going to say something controversial on this Sacred Days Shrove Tuesday. But anybody who puts anything but lemon and sugar on a pancake has serious notions. Serious notions, he's saying. A pancake on Shrove Tuesday should not be slathered in chocolate, ice cream or any other nonsense. There, I said it. Column, child of the 80s, where we had plenty of pancakes uh, growing up, ate our fill and we were happy with the bit of lemon and sugar. <laughs> yeah, we do have serious notions now, don't we? We used to, in our house, when we were growing up, it used to always sort of be, you know, the the, the sugar, the pancake, uh, the, the lemon, that kind of thing. Then we took a family holiday to France. Everything changed. Oh, yeah. We came back with serious notions, Colm. Serious notions, let me tell you, of ice cream. So what you do is and you make them really thin, like a really thin crepe, put a bit of ice cream in the middle, roll it up and then the chocolate sauce on the top. I'm not going to apologise for it, but it is serious notions. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 774455. Yes, we're going back in time to the 1st of March 1975 where we had the Five Nations Rugby Championship match between Scotland and Wales at Murrayfield Stadium in Edinburgh, attracting a world record attendance of 104,000 people. The Scots win 12-10. 
Colour trial television transmissions began in Australia as well on this day in 1975 and the Eagles' Best of My Love reached number one. Today, of course, is Pancake Tuesday. It's celebrated all over Ireland and in the UK as well. Also in South America, they celebrate it. It's uh, called uh, Fat Tuesday, though. Fat Tuesday, they call it. Uh, So, of course... In old Ireland, families would empty their homes of luxurious food items such as eggs and sugar on Shrove Tuesday in anticipation of Lent beginning the following day. And the name Shrove Tuesday comes from old Christian tradition of confessing your sins before Lent, becoming shriven of them. I didn't know that. And mostly uh, they refer, we refer to it obviously as Pancake Tuesday today, but Shrove Tuesday, as Colm, child of the 80s, has said, is still very much in use. LMFM Northeast Update. Brazil here with you. There's Tin Lizzy dancing in the moonlight. Now, uh, getting a message here. Another person that hates pancakes, Paul in Delique says, Sinead, pancakes are disgusting. Absolutely hate them. And he sent me some throwing up emojis as well. Ah, Paul, you're in good company there with Sandra. Paul and Sandra, not liking the pancakes on Pancake Tuesday. Do keep your messages coming in on 086-1800-658. We're going to take a quick break for news and sport. But coming up in the second hour, I've got music from Picture This, Tom Grennan and Toto, to name a few. Plus, details of the most popular baby names of 2021 have been revealed. There's not a Sinead in sight in there. And this week on The Natural Health Revolution, Sari Kelly meets Dr. Noel McCaffrey, founder of Exwell Med and they are discussing life with a chronic disease that's all to come 11 to 1 on LMFM on air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. That was pictured this with one night. Good afternoon. If you're just joining us, Sinead Brazel here with you till one. And we are talking about pancakes. Of course we are. I'm getting a great message in from Ray on 086-1800-658. Column, earlier on, Column, child of the 80s, said that anybody who puts anything but lemon and sugar on their pancakes has notions. So I will fully put my hand up and say I 100% have notions. Ray says, Sinead, I was minding my godson and his brother, who were 12 and 8 years old last week, so we decided to make them pancakes as a treat. Well, they only turned their nose up at the pancakes with the lemon and sugar and were none too pleased because I'd made the pancakes on the frying pan. So where else would you make them, Ray? They said, have you not got a crepe maker? A crepe maker. The bleeding cheek of the two of them. Far from crepe makers, I was reared and a good kick up the arse would sort them out. Enjoying the show as always, says Ray. Ray, that is the epitome now of notions. A crepe maker. Like, where is the fun? Do you know what I mean? In making the pancake in the first place. A crepe maker. Notions indeed, Ray. Thank you so much for sending that in to me. Donald Skeehan, celebrity chef Donald Skeehan, he has... um, provided us with some lovely tips for pancake making, right? So he says, uh, you have to use the right pan. Okay, so forget your crepe maker. The right pan, he's saying, a light pan is great. No heavy bottomed pan. Use the lightest one you have, okay? Doesn't have to be expensive, just light, he's saying. Oh, okay, so maybe that's why the flipping... Is that part of the flipping action? I don't know. Um, he says a key part is making the batter the right consistency. Consistency. Constituency? No, consistency. Ensure it's whisked sufficiently and you've incorporated all the wet into the dry ingredients slowly but surely. You know by the look of it, you know. Uh, he says um, also get rid of any remaining lumps um, 
give it time to sit so don't lash into the pan straight away leave it sit for a while and then if there's any pockets of dry ingredients that'll have time to work their way through it and you can get rid of that so the more consistent even batter on the pan the better he says I always add a tablespoon of melted butter into the mix at the last minute that will help it come away nicely when it's ready oh there's a good tip now Uh, have a hot pan to start with a mistake that's common is to not have your pan up to the right heat so he says if it's not hot enough if it's too cold, you won't get the swirl or the set that the lovely golden brown look on the underside. So start on a low to medium heat and when you're ready to cook, turn it up that bit higher. Also, he dabs um, some kitchen paper into melted butter to use to brush around the pan. That way you get the whole non-stick surface that has a bit more flavour in it and it'll give you the good flip on the pancake as well. Great tips from Donal. Uh, he says, test how much batter you'll need for each pancake. A small ladle full is what he uses. He puts it straight into the pan, swirling as he goes. Um, then it's about looking and using your senses to judge the signs of when it's ready to be flipped. When the edges come away from the sides, that's a good indicator for when you're ready to go for it. Check first, give the pan a swivel and a shake and if it's coming free, then you're, you're good to go and flip away. I'd say he's definitely one now that'll flip properly. <laughs> as opposed to myself he says um, you can use a spatula or fish slice to ensure it's completely loose then go for the full flip I'd highly advise he says getting your hips into the motion (laughs) with regards to this if you haven't waited long enough the dough is going to be soft in the centre isn't it you know so just there's lots of tips there from Donal Uh, fair play to him we need all these tips don't we we need to be armed with them going into the most important eating day of the year Pancake Tuesday thank you for that Donal now to see uh, what else the celebrities are talking about here's the buzz The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art rooftop restaurant bistro bar and conference rooms wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people thecrownplazadundalk.ie has it all Hi, I'm Louise. One of the stars of new drama Mood says the series isn't like any others around at the moment. The show, which starts on BBC Three later, is based on a stage play and is about the world of influencers. Actress Lara Peake says the creator, cast and crew spent time before shooting to get things right. The whole sort of piecing together of the project was really exciting because I think ultimately there's not really anything in the UK that's out there that's, I guess, as on the nose and as confronting and exciting as Becky Hill dropped a juicy new collab on Friday, this time with Galantis. She won Best Dance Act at the Brits this year. No surprises why, after hearing this tune. Take a listen. Netflix has unveiled the trailer for the fourth season of Drive to Survive and there's plenty of drama to go around. This series is going to focus on the controversy between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. It'll be out on March 11th. It's not just about what's going on on the track. It's everything that happens off the track. It's winner takes all. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all.
There's Toto with Africa on LMFM's 11 to 1. The Central Statistics Office. Yeah, they've revealed the most popular Irish baby names in 2021. And there's one name that's still top of the list for boys. But there's one name that has ousted Grace in terms of the girls to take the most popular slot and not a Sinead to be found. I'm going to tell you all about this just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. There's Tom Grennan. Little bit of love. It seems there's no love for the name Sinead anymore. I don't know what's going on. It's a travesty. The Central Statistics Office has revealed the most popular Irish baby names for 2021 with several new entries to the top 100 slots. For boys, Jack, still the most popular name registered last year. While for girls, Fia has been ousted. Has she, she has ousted Grace to take the most popular slot. So Jack was followed by Noah, James, Connor and Rian, the five most popular uh, names for boys. While Fia top spot then Grace Emily Sophie and Ava for girls the Emilys and Sophies and Graces have been permanent fixtures in the top five names for baby girls every year since 2016 they've had their day do you know what I'm saying it's time for Sinead's to shine (laughs) I don't know what's going on now there's no Sinead's happening here Um, apparently uh, if you look back they say uh, the top five names uh, for for girls say back in uh, like 70s 71 that kind of thing Mary, Catherine Margaret, Fiona and Sinead yeah that was our era that was our glory days were the most popular names for baby daughters in 1971 Uh, however not so much nowadays Fia lovely name I have to say taking the tops off for girls Um, there were 424 babies given that name Uh, and then there was that was representing 22.2% of the number given the same for Mary in 1971 so there you go Fia has improved her ranking every year since 2009 when it was the 488th most popular girl's name that was back in 2009 now she's on the top spot so maybe Sinead could make a little comeback could she for 2022 here's hoping there's the cores with Breathless did you know that chronic illness is the biggest growing public health challenge in the country statistics show that 84% of people over the age of 65 have one chronic illness and 64% have two well this week on the Natural Health Revolution podcast Sarah Kelly will be chatting to Dr Noel McCaffrey he is founder of Xwell Medical and they're going to be discussing life with chronic disease that's on the way after these The Natural Health Revolution brought to you by Circle of Light Show your heart and skin some love with our delicious and nutritious unroasted green coffee Available at all good supermarkets pharmacies and health food stores or visit us at circleoflight.ie Welcome to the Natural Health Revolution a weekly series that focuses on bringing science and nature together Join me, Dr. Sarah Kelly as I bring you top experts from the fields of science, health, nutrition and wellness to inspire you on your journey to long-term well-being The Natural Health Revolution is sponsored by Circle of Light. Today, we are speaking to someone who has embodied the idea of using your knowledge for good and to give back to the community. Dr. Noel McCaffrey is a sport and exercise medicine specialist and consultant in sports medicine in Kappa Hospital. Drawing on his medical background and years of academic research, Dr. McCaffrey spearheaded the development of XWell Medical, a program that provides effective community exercise classes for people with chronic illness. 
Dr. McCaffrey has been providing supervised exercise classes and nutrition services to patients with a range of chronic illness since 2006. Hello, Noel. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us today. Hi, Sarah, and thanks for having me. Noel, in spite of your huge interest in sport, you now spend a large percentage of your time working with people with chronic illness. So firstly, what is a chronic illness? So a chronic illness is an illness by definition is one that does not go away. So examples are arthritis or heart disease or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease or diabetes. And the uh, imperative around treating these illnesses is to manage them in such a way that enhances quality of life rather than aspiring to get rid of the illness, which is by and large not possible. I mean, chronic illness is the biggest public health challenge facing our country and many other first world countries. 84% of people over the age of 65 have one chronic illness and 64% have two. And as the population is aging, that demographic will ensure that the challenge presented by chronic illness management is going to grow and grow and grow. And the whole Sláinte Care principle is to shift chronic illness management out of hospital settings, which are a scarce resource and very expensive, into community settings. And that's where we sit. Um, the operation that I run at the moment is called Exwell Medical, which is a sort of a social enterprise which aspires to transform the lives of people with chronic illness and of their families, actually, through the provision of structured exercise offerings, either face-to-face or online. Brilliant. Can you give a little bit of an insight, I suppose, what it's like for people after a diagnosis or living with a chronic disease? Do you find that they may have fears or anxieties around physical exertion or exercise maybe after an event or after diagnosis? People with chronic illness become apprehensive about exercise. They develop a feeling that exercise is bad for their condition, which is not true. And in particular, they become anxious about feeling breathless. And our message to people with long-term illness is there's nothing wrong with being breathless. In fact, it's a good idea once it's not extreme. We want you to strive to become breathless to a modest extent. And that's a key part of the XWELL method. Could you describe what the programme actually looks like? Like what, what does a class entail? The clinical exercise offering that we bring to people is that they attend a class and the class contains three key elements. It contains aerobic exercise, strength, work and core stability. Those are the three elements. The class will last 45 minutes to an hour depending. But what we've moved towards now, among other things, is offering a gentle class, a standard class, an advanced class. So we now organise our classes based on functional ability, not on illness, with some exceptions. So, for example, cancer, the cancer cohort really benefited a lot in our experience from staying together because of the incredible peer support, the emotional support which comes within that group. And it is immediate. Once they sit down at an induction within five minutes, there are new friendships and deep conversations going on about their own journeys. And it's obvious and it happens every single time you do it. What are their locations? So I know it started off in one, but you've grown a lot since we last spoke. Yeah, so at the moment, Exwell operates in Clontarf in the Irish Wheelchair Association. Dunleary down in Lockmanstown Leisure Centre with a fantastic team out there. Elsewhere in Dublin, we're in, well, City West is our Tala location. We were previously elsewhere in Tala and will be elsewhere in Tala when, whenever the City West programme finishes. And the other place we are in Dublin is in Abbottstown in the National Sports Campus. And then outside Dublin, we're in Kilkenny in the watershed. We're in Waterford in WIT Arena. We're in um, 
Athlone and the Athlone Regional Sports Centre in collaboration with the Midlands Hospital Group. We're also in Balbriggan in collaboration with Fingal County Council and the local medical practices up there. And are you actively seeking appropriate centres around to partner well, with? Our mission is to bring Exwell everywhere. GA clubs are a great venue for an Exwell type programme because, well, GA clubs are by nature part of the community and they would inherently in their DNA, it's to enrich the lives of members and parents of members and friends of parents of members. And a lot of them have very, very nice facilities which are, which are empty during the day. So there's, there is a model there for expansion, which the GA itself is interested in. So that's one option, yeah. partnering with other academic institutions that have programs with students who need experience in this and are interested in it. And the other thing to just go back to a little bit is the with chronic illness, when somebody is quite ill in the family, there is somebody's caring for them and um, or a number of people are caring for them. And that caring role has a burden of its finance, its time and its emotional. And it's not uncommon at all for us to see people who are in that role and they are distressed but they don't want to show it because it'll make the person that they're caring for feel worse. So that is a challenge in itself and I think there's a lot of hidden distress in caring for chronic illness and one of the great joys for us in um, in Exwell is to see the restoration of hope and joy and mobility to let's call it the patient and the relief and hope and gratitude in family members as well. Are there other illnesses are that can benefit from these programmes? The other area for exercise medicine to be applied is in many conditions which require treatment but are not long-standing. So for example, elective surgery for your gallbladder or your varicose veins or other sort of non-life-threatening conditions or if you're getting a new hip Right. Those people need to prepare for the surgery to minimise the risks that attend that surgery. So to reduce fear of surgery, first of all, to shorten the stay in hospital, to reduce the risk of perioperative complications and to hasten the postoperative recovery. Yeah. And you, sorry, and was something I want to go back to, you talked about, you talk about your programmes that every, you have one class kind of fits all, but you mentioned cancer separate on a number of occasions there. Can you explain what the difference is and how those programmes run? Well, the content is no different. Um, from the moment of diagnosis, there is a role for exercise in cancer care, in the cancer pathways. And some of it's emotional because it allows the person to retain their identity if they're previously exercised and they're now suddenly sick and they either don't feel like it or they're being told not to. And apart from retaining identity, there is the issue or the uh, angle of retaining control of your health and having some input into your own health-related behaviour at a time when an awful lot of the decisions are being made by somebody else. So there's that. But secondly, there is the biological benefit. And during chemo or radiotherapy before surgery for a cancer, your fitness tends to plummet. In people who have finished their primary treatment, which is where we started our cancer program and developed this 12-week intervention called Move On that is moving on from your treatment phase to being a normal person again, a 12-week group exercise program it was phenomenally successful and enjoyable. And consistently, the message we got from participants was that it helped me to do ordinary things, like I was getting dressed again, I was driving my car again, I was in a gym again, I never thought I'd see one again. And, and, and then they meet other people in the same boat, and it's fantastic. And then we started a program called Cancer Prepare, which was a program and is a program which offers intense exercise to people who are preparing for, for cancer, curative cancer surgery. So you meet your prostate surgeon 
today. He gives you the diagnosis. You meet us tomorrow because on his desk he has a flyer and he gives it to you and he tells you to expect a phone call from our team, which we do. And what we have found about that programme is a couple of things. First of all, we get very attached to the patients because we see them every day and we wave them off and it's quite emotional and all that. But what they tell us is, if we ask them, what's, what's, what did you enjoy about this or did you enjoy it? What was the most beneficial thing about this programme? And the answer was it was something to do. Rather than sitting looking out the window waiting for the Grim Reaper to arrive, I'm getting up and I am going somewhere and I'm meeting people and I'm inputting into my own health. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more resilient. I'm more confident about the surgery. And I'm sharing the journey with other people who are in the same position as me. And guess what? I'm also meeting people who have come back following the surgery and they're still alive and they're doing great. So that program has been fantastic. And if you are someone that has an illness and you're interested, but you might feel a little bit tentative about it, where can they get more information? Well, it depends where you are, I suppose. Um, in Dublin, you'll certainly be able to access one of our programmes and the few places I've mentioned earlier, our website, excellentmedical.ie, will have information about how you might access our, our um, online stuff. But we're very hopeful that in the not too distant future there'll be an excellent centre near you no matter where you are brilliant yeah oh no no well, honestly just I think what you're doing really is incredible and like I said you're making a real difference and a real impact on the lives of so many so I am delighted and so proud to be able to share your story so thank you so much for your time and thank you Sarah and the best of luck to you with this series thanks for tuning in to hear the full show go to circleoflight.ie or wherever you get your podcasts To celebrate our brand new series, The Natural Health Revolution, together with our sponsor, Circle of Light, would like to give you, the listener, the chance to win a hamper full of Circle of Light health drinks worth €120. The prize will include Circle of Light's unique green coffee range with all the natural benefits of the unroasted green coffee bean, which is a tasty and healthy alternative to your regular roasted coffee for natural support of your heart and skin health. Also included is Fibre 89, a soluble fibre you can take as a warm drink or even sprinkle on snacks to help you increase your daily fibre intake and keep your gut in balance. And for those of us who find it hard to power down at the end of a long day, you will also win Triple Z, a natural herbal night drink with added vitamins and fibre. To be in with a chance to win, simply go to circleoflight.ie forward slash competition. Terms and conditions apply. Winners will be published on the Circle of Light website and notified individually. The Natural Health Revolution, brought to you by Circle of Light. Available at all good supermarkets, pharmacies and health food stores. Or visit us at circleoflight.ie. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Dr. Sarah Kelly and the Natural Health Revolution podcast series returns next week. If you missed any of it, you can check it out on lmfm.ie in the podcast section. Now it's back to the music. He's with Fallen heading to our job search today. Rice and Ruddy Motors requires a fully qualified motor mechanic with at least one year of experience. You can send your CV to noel at ricerudy.ie. Meath County Council requires an information systems analyst developer. To apply, you can check the current vacancies on their website. And don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section, lmfm.ie. Earlier on, we were talking about baby names and popular names and Maria Sheehan got in touch with me on 086-1800-658 and her son was called Jack. He's in his 30s now and uh, she says that um, people were, you know, kind of making fun of her for the name back in the day. Sinead, um, hi. I thought this might interest you. Um, My son is 34 and I called him Jack because 
it's complicated, but on both sides of the family, he had two grandfathers, both called Jack Sheehan, not related, and a great-grandfather. So he was the first-born male grandchild. It was great excitement because it was always girls coming for years. Then I kept having boys. But anyway, I called him Jack, and um, everybody laughed at me and said, how can you be calling him an old man's name? Now, all my um, family, my mother's family and... Um, my ex-husband's family, they all come from Cork, you know, so Sheehan's a very strong Cork name and Jack Sheehan's even stronger. So I called all my boys those little farmery names and uh, so just thought you might find that interesting. I got such abuse for calling him Jack at the time and I think it was about 10 years ago it started becoming the most popular name. But There I- you go, Jack becoming the most popular name, farmery names, I love it. I love it. Maria, thank you so much. Lots of people supporting, you know, a revival of Sinead's. I'm all for that as well. Hopefully we'll have our day. (laughs) We will have our day. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company as always. Enjoy the pancakes. I'll chat to you tomorrow. 11 to 1 on LMFM.